Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, joined today by Coach Brian Irwin uh, for Monday's edition of Lunch with the Coach. Uh, Brian, a former two-time state championship head coach at uh, Lamarck High School, uh, also uh, was a student assistant at Texas, GA in the college ranks, uh, and elsewhere, several head coaching stops around uh, the state of Texas. Every Monday, we come to you uh, with Lunch with the Coach, talking about the previous week's games. Uh, Brian, uh, just first off, what did you think of the game on Saturday? thought it was outstanding. You know, we responded. Uh, my first thought that I want to communicate is, hey, Texas fight. That's that's what we're looking for. You know, our kids played hard. Uh, they, they showed that Texas fight. They fought. They responded to the adversity we faced, you know, the previous week. Um, they answered a lot of the questions and calmed some of the fears uh that maybe a lot of us had they just got out there and they fought they played hard they flew around and and uh it was fun to watch gotcha i want to get to talk to you about each of the positions uh your overall thoughts on the offense and the defense as well first i want to thank our um, uh, sponsor uh laura baker lunch with the coach is brought to you by laura baker uh austin realtor extraordinaire laura and the andy allen team at keller williams can handle all of your real estate needs, whether you're moving to Austin or moving within Austin. Uh, Laura is the person you want to go to. Not only is she a diehard Longhorn fan, but she's a longtime Austin real estate expert. Contact her at Laura at AndyAllenTeam.com. Uh, Brian, you mentioned uh, the flying around. I'm going to start with the defense okay. uh, instead of the offense. We talked a lot about the offense over the last 24, 48 hours. What did you see in the Texas defense that you liked the most? Up front, I love the way the D-line played. Uh, we stopped the run. Uh, we stoned the line of scrimmage. We, we took uh, the air out of the gaps. They didn't get anything in the run game. And then the pass rush standpoint, our defensive line, interior defensive line, got tremendous push. That uh, JT Daniels, I know he felt like he was in a phone booth all night. He just had, he had no wiggle room in there. And uh, the, some of the throws he did make were, were incredible. He had, he had arms and hands and people all around him. But uh, we had a great push with the defensive line. Um, little, you know, a little better with the edge players, uh, adequate. And uh, so, and then you move the linebackers. Obviously, Jalen Ford is is uh, playing lights out since uh, the first week. Obviously, he had zero tackles the first week, and he's just been lights out. I think he had 14 tackles with seven of them being solos. Uh, the other night. So uh, I think he definitely follows inside Texas because I think he, I think he heard what, uh, what we, we had to say that first week with him having zero tackles, he just turned it on uh, the last few weeks. So it's fun watching him play. Uh, you know, our star position that we keep getting productivity out of that position. I think um, our corners contested a lot of balls. Uh, even when they were caught, they were contested. And then I love the way our safeties are being physical. That when they come, they come. And uh, they're delivering some blows, very physical. The ball's going to start popping out. It's going to happen. I mean, with the way we're running the ball, the way we're being physical, the way we're swarming, and the way we're contesting things, the ball's going to start coming out more often. And when it does, we're going to get on it. You mentioned that uh, Texas uh... – not getting a uh, turnover for the second consecutive game. Didn't get one against Texas Tech either. Uh, but to your point, it's something that you've talked about really from the outset of this season, Brian, and that's that's the need to fly to the football. 
Uh, and you know, the other thing, the other term that you used early on was compressing space. Yes. Um, do you feel like they did that a little bit better, uh, against West Virginia in the passing game? Um, I do. Mm-hmm. yeah, it, it felt like that maybe the linebackers, Jalen Ford in particular is yeah. starting to get a better feel for pass coverage right now. Is that, is that a sense you get? Yeah. Uh, definitely getting guys in between throws, uh, in between the quarterback and the receiver in zone drops. Uh, that's a huge component of pass defense. Just get between the quarterback and the receiver. Cut down that window. Uh, make him make perfect throws. Uh, and then and then when we play a little bit tighter coverage and, and play some man stuff, you know, we, we, were, we were tight. We were, we were on them. We were being aggressive. We were mixing it up early where you felt the aggression. You felt the – what I, I talked about last week, we've got to be less patient. And we, we looked less patient. Sorry. Yeah, they, they called I think the coaches called the game less patient uh as well. I mean, I, I felt right? like they were I felt like they were out to win early, yeah. uh yeah. bringing five, six, oh, yeah. six man pressure, yeah. uh much more than what uh Pete Kwiatkowski is uh often uh, known for. I do have another another thought here. You mentioned the the rush defense for the Longhorns. Uh West Virginia running the ball 30 times for a grand total of 61 yards. Now that includes three sacks, uh, Mm -hmm. which they do that in college stats. They don't do that in pro stats, Uh, but still it's no matter what, even if you include the sack yardage in, it's less than two and a half yards a carry, I think. Um, And so the Longhorn defense uh, really bowed up a little bit. Mora Ojomo was back. Uh, Tavondre Sweat, Keandre Coburn, uh, even uh, Vernon Broughton, Alfred Collins got in on it a little bit. Byron Murphy, I thought, had another strong game. Uh, strongest part of the defense, the defensive front, in your opinion? I think so. I think they're setting the tone uh, for stopping the run, compressing space, you know, taking the air out of those gaps, and, and then also getting great pressure on the quarterback in the passing game. I want to ask you a question, just a little off topic, because I don't want to – I'm happy that the young man – is okay, but C.J. Donaldson, the the young running back at West Virginia, mm-hmm. went out uh, in that first or in that uh, in the game on Saturday night. He is now okay. He went back to West Virginia, moving all his extremities, all of that stuff. But you've been around football for 25, 30 years as a coach, um, and seen those sort of scenarios happen before. Uh, as a coach. What are you thinking about? I know everybody, the thoughts and prayers are with the young man as it's going on, right? Because, mm-hmm. But you're also trying to refocus your team and make sure they keep playing. How do you manage? Because that's what I was thinking. Like, you're Steve Sarkeesian. How do you manage that? Or or Neil Brown. Neil Brown, uh, yeah. You know, um, at West Virginia. How do you manage a, 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 just a, a difficult situation like that? It's only a kick. A jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I think you've got to be um, honest and open and transparent with your team for a brief second. You've got to show empathy. You've got to let your guard down. You've got to check out the game for 30 seconds. And, and hey, guys, let's say a quick prayer for this young man. Uh, we hope he's going to be okay. Or, you know, a lot of times, I, me as the head coach, I, I maybe knew 
the opponent kid or our kid was okay because I've already checked with the trainers or you've talked to the other head coach very quickly. So you're able to reassure your team, hey, it's all precautionary. They're, they're just being careful. He's good. He's moving all his extremities. He's got no neck issues, no back issues. We're just, uh, you know, just taking precaution. He's going to be fine. Let's say a prayer for him. Acknowledge the situation. And then, and then we got to get back at it, you know? Yeah. It's, it just seems like it's, uh, it's got to be difficult uh, because, uh, you know, the fans were absolutely quiet. I mean, it, it, it quieted on a hundred thousand people, right. Yeah. At, at a moment's notice. And in the, and the thing about football, it looked like an like an every down hit. Yeah. It did not look like anything special. And uh, for that outcome, uh, uh, we hear it inside Texas, and I know all Texas fans are very happy that C.J. Donaldson's back in West Virginia uh, and uh, doing better uh, today. Um, all right, uh, talk a, about the offense now, Brian. Uh, Hudson Card, strong game. Steve Sarkeesian, I thought he called a good game. What were your overall thoughts about the offense? I like the way Sark started the game, you know, again, setting Hudson up for success with some fairly easy throws, a lot of flat throws. Um, you know, you I guarantee you Oklahoma's looking at the hit chart, you know, today and, and, and seeing all the flat throws that were made, whether they're hit screens, bubble screens, flat throws to JT, flat throws to, to Roshan, uh, Bijan. Uh, got him some easy throws early on, and, and that was good. Um, I also like the way we ran the football. It wasn't real dominant, but I think I, I talked about run efficiency last week where run efficiency is getting four yards, getting a first down or a touchdown. And uh, we rushed for right around, what, 110 yards, I believe, and uh, averaged a little over four yards to carry. Uh, had a you know, couple decent long runs. But uh, what I was impressed with was the third downs and twos, third downs and threes. We hammered the ball in there, and we always got the first down by a half yard, by a full yard, whatever it was. Whereas the week before against Tech, it's third and three. We run the ball, and we get a yard and a half. And, and we weren't even close to converting. Saturday night, it's third and three, and we hammered it in there a number of times and picked up the first down. Bijan's falling forward. Roshan's falling forward, and we're getting it. I thought a big one, a big one was the first series of the second half. I believe we threw the ball twice on first and second down. It's third and three. And I'm like, we can't go three and out here. We, we, we've got to move the chains, give ourselves a chance to continue and extend this drive. And we hand it off just on a simple inside zone play. And Bijan gets four or five yards and, and we move the chains, you know, third and three. So I really like seeing us have the capability of running the football when it is third and three, third and three and a half or so. Yeah, it, it was because Texas, that was one of those things that um, as long-term observers of Texas and, and seeing what they did last year where Texas sputtered a bunch in the third quarter and what we saw again last week against Texas Tech, uh, you wanted to see Texas come out and continue to control the football game uh, in the second half. Uh, they had a 28-7 lead at that point uh, yes. and then went on, I think, the very next player, uh, the play after that, uh, uh it was the long pass uh, off the deflection off of uh, yes. Xavier Worthy. What were your thoughts overall on Hudson Card's night? Oh, he played great. Again, he, he made the throws he should have made outside of three. Um, he, he, he worked himself in the pocket. He's being coached 
tremendous. I mean, the growth he's made on handling himself in the pocket, what we call gap escapes, depending on where the pressure comes from, whether it's the A, the B, the C, or the D, you've you, you got to move appropriately in the pocket because you, you can't make a bad situation worse. And I see it all the time with quarterbacks that they escape wrong when they get pressure. He's now learning to escape correctly. He gets a C-gap pressure. He's stepping up. He's climbing the pocket. He climbs up in the pocket, maintains his po- passing posture, and makes that throw down the field. Whereas before, you know, if he moved in the pocket, you'd see the ball drop out of that passing posture immediately, almost kind of a panic situation, looking to run or looking to, to, to look somewhere else. And now he's maintaining his pocket presence as he moves in the pocket, steps up, climbs the pocket, makes that throw down the field. Uh, the three passes I, w- you know, he loved to have back was the actually one of them was completed to Roshan. It was just a bad pass. Roshan catches that thing in stride. He's down the sideline, may score. Uh, the same exact play in the second half, we ran to the left side, our left side, and it was just a bad pass. And again, if he would have hit Roshan, you know, on that little twelve-yard wheel type route down the sideline, it would have been a huge play. And then the deep ball to Worthy, we've got to hit that. We can't miss that throw. Yeah, I, I will say this, and it, this this speaks to growth potentially, in, in my opinion. On all of those uh, series, Texas still scored. Yeah. Um, there are times where this Texas team, in the past, and you know this, mm-hmm. you you miss a big opportunity like that pass to Worthy. He overthrew it by ten yards, and he was open by ten yards. Yeah. Right. There are times where Texas would have then gone, you know. They would have gotten off the field without scoring. Texas right. comes back and, and uh, still scores. Uh, I, I credit not only um, uh, Hudson Carr with that, but also Steve Sarkeesian's uh, play calling. Um, mm-hmm. You know, JT Sanders had a big game. Xavier Worthy had a big game. Uh, that that pass from Card to Worthy for the first touchdown where Card stood in there and got the hit, he mm-hmm. threw it really before Worthy or right as Worthy was making his cut out of that. Um, you mentioned Card getting better in the pocket. I think everybody agrees with that. Uh, he he looked like a deer in the headlights against Arkansas last year, right? For example. Um, so you do you chalk you chalk that up to coaching or experience or a combination? Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. It's a combination, but he's being coached every single day. Gap escapes. That's probably their most strenuous part of their day as quarterbacks, I guarantee you, is putting the pressure on them to learn to make those gap escapes, throw it. Gap escape, throw it. And and the the appropriate gap escape, because there's so many. I mean, there's so many variables uh, that's coming through the A or the B or the C or the D. and and really working hard and and put trying to put them under pressure and then and then also make the throw down the field, but also the game time experience you've got to be put in those positions, kind of screw it up, get coached from it on film, and fix it the next time. So when we go to practice on Monday after we messed it up last week, 
and, and coaches working on the same stuff now now understand why I'm doing what I'm doing. So it's it's an experience factor and it's a drill and practice thing. Got it. Um, Brian, uh, I felt like uh, one of the unsung heroes of the game was the offensive line. Uh, outside of the sack given up on that stunt twist by Kelvin Banks, mm-hmm. they kept Hudson Card relatively clean in the pocket uh, and gave him time to, to throw downfield. They also, uh, you mentioned the 110 yards rushing. Uh, in the fourth quarter, they were able to really just lay it down and and run run the clock out uh, in that yeah. fourth quarter. Uh, offensive line performance, in your opinion? Yeah, solid. Uh, you know, we're, we're pass protecting very well. I thought we moved the line of scrimmage much better uh, Saturday than we did the week before. And, uh, you know, I, I just see us improving. You know, I, I see the improvement that, that the team's making, and, and that's what it takes. That's what it takes. The, every single unit has to be accountable, put the onus and the pressure on themselves so that the team gets, you know, just a little bit better every single week. All right. Uh, Longhorns now three and two uh, beat uh, West Virginia 38 to 20. I got a couple of tough questions for you now. I don't know how tough they are though for you. Uh All right. Hudson cars now started, uh, played three games in three quarters. Quinn Ewers has one game and one quarter in his, his hip pocket and you're getting ready to go play OU in the cotton bowl. Do you, do you, if Quinn Ewers is healthy, is he your quarterback on Saturday? It depends how healthy he is. <laughs> I, 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 and we won't really know that. Um, I would probably say he's no way he's 100% healthy, you know. So I would guess he's going to be 85%, 85 to 90. If that was the case, I would probably be prepared to play both quarterbacks and have a plan. That's my game plan, and I'm going with it. And, uh, you know, be very aggressive with Hudson, maybe even Hudson in the run game, and uh, and then, you know, be able to play yours with uh, the conventional style offense that Sark wants to play. But I, I could see him playing both guys. Yeah, it's interesting because Dylan Gabriel, uh, the OU quarterback, potentially out, um, uh, suffering what looked like a concussion against TCU, uh, if that's the case, OU, from an offensive standpoint, may be a little handicapped compared to what they were expecting. Uh, but, you know, do you do you take that chance and play a guy that's only played five quarters in the biggest rivalry game of the year? Uh, you know, I think I think, I think, I think, I think everybody would say before this game, before this game, this past game, everybody would have looked at it and said, oh, you definitely start yours. He opens right. up the offense. Yeah. Now they've seen Hudson win two games, lose by a field goal and two others, right? Yeah. Um, th- there's a little bit of give and take there. Uh, I I don't know what I would do. I think it's it's kind of like, well, let's see how they practice this week. Yeah. It's going to depend on how healthy he is, Quinn. Um, it, you know, if he's close to 100, he, he's probably the guy. I don't see him being close to – I see him more like 85 and, and rel- you know, relatively pain-free. Um, and, and let him go and, and, and let's do this thing. But, you know, they're not going to, I don't think they're going to take into fact what OU has and what, what OU's problems are. It's kind of like match play in golf. You know, I, I'm expecting, we're expecting the very best from Oklahoma. We're going to, we're going to prepare our game plan based on who we know can lead us uh, to victory. 
Uh, Brian, you've walked out that tunnel before at this game. This is going to be the last question I have for you tonight. You've walked out the tunnel. You know what it's like to be in the Cotton Bowl playing OU. Uh, give folks that have never been on the field or never been to that game even a sense of what uh, you see when you go out there as a, as a uh, player, coach, et cetera. It's, it's unbelievable. And I tell you, it starts, it starts today. Um, when, when those players walk in the facility and Boomer Sooner's playing, I assume it's still playing like it did, you know, when we were there. Um, it's Boomer Sooner all day, every day, while you're getting dressed, while you're getting taped, while you're walking in and out, it doesn't matter. Boomer Sooner's blaring inside that facility. And um, you're so sick of hearing that song. Um, and so that, that's kind of where it starts. But I tell you what, when you come out of that tunnel, it is unbelievable when both teams are coming down that thing. And I a couple times got stuck in between the teams. We were coming out first. OU's right behind us. And I'm stuck in the middle. And I didn't have a helmet shoulder pads on. I was a student assistant coach. And, I mean, there's fists flying and spit flying. And, and it's, it's, it's a war. It is a war. And then you, you get down to the bottom of that tunnel and you look up and half of it's red, half of it's burnt orange, and it's unbelievable. There's nothing like it. And I think the last thing I would say is that game, being a part of that game for four years, and we won all four years. I was a student assistant in the GA. That game probably helped prepare me to be a coach more than any game I ever was a part of. I remember Daryl Royal addressing maybe that first team that we had uh, when I was there with Coach McWilliams, and he talked about it's a game of momentum. It's just such a huge game of momentum, and you've got to be able to handle the momentum swings. And when you get it, you got to try to keep it. And when you lose it, you got to try to wrestle it back away. And the team that ends up with momentum ends up winning that game. But there's so many momentum swings, learning how to deal with that and wrestle it away or keep it. Uh, just tremendous learning uh, lesson experience for me as a young guy. I carried that on. I talked about that Texas OU game many, many, many times over the next 20 years. I was a head, head football coach dealing with those big championship games and dealing with momentum and how you got to fight for it and wrestle for it. So uh, it's an unbelievable robbery. It's an unbelievable There's nothing like it. And uh, our guys will be jazzed up. Um, Mac Brown told me one time, he had, I think at that point he had coached like 10 years in that game, 15 years in that game. Uh, and he told me, I don't know that we ever won a game or lost a game where we didn't win in the trenches. Mm -hmm. You agree yeah. with that statement? Oh, oh yeah. It's, it's, it's a physical game. Either your offensive line's got, you know, you got to be able to run the football. That's what obviously what they did to us last year in the second half, we couldn't stop the run. And uh, you've got to win the line of scrimmage, both sides of the football, defensive line stopping the run, putting pressure on the quarterback. Um, but, you know, I mean, we've seen it all. We've seen punt returns, kickoff returns, big, long passes, crazy long passes last year that we should have we should have prevented, you know, and we were right there. We were there to make the play. Their kid just, just made the play instead of ours. But uh, there's so many things that go into it. But uh, I like where we stand right now. And uh... another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to do's, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at Bank of America dot com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Uh, we, we can't worry about OU's status. They're quarterback. They're this. They're that. They're 0-2 in conference play. They're not playing well. We can't worry about that. Our, our, our coaches and our kids are focused on Texas, becoming the best version of themselves this week, getting, you know, 2 or 3% better from last week, and, and go out there and just dominate the game. Yeah, uh, big game coming uh, in on Saturday. I can already hear the excitement in your voice yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. It's a little it's contagious. Awesome. It's awesome. Uh, here we are. It's it's Monday and uh, coach is ready for Saturday already. All right, uh, that was this ver- this episode of Lunch with the Coach. Uh, Lunch with the Coach is brought to you by accomplished Austin realtor Laura Baker. Laura and the Andy Allen team at Keller Williams can handle all of your real estate needs in the Austin area. Laura is not only a diehard Longhorn fan, but a longtime Austin real estate expert. Uh, For Brian Irwin, I'm Bobby Burton. That's been this episode of Lunch with the Coach. Thanks, Coach. Thank you.